Greetings and a Merry Christmas to you. Before we get started, we have to acknowledge that this on video is not what we had in mind for Christmas Eve. We were really, really looking forward to being with everybody. Uh, we had a really spiffy Christmas Eve service planned. I personally just had this vision of all those candles lit in our courtyard, and I was really looking forward to it. But we had to go a different way. And in some ways, uh, that is very much in line with the Christmas story, because when it came to the Christmas story, Nothing went right from top to bottom. Uh, Jesus' conception had this air of scandal to it from earthly perspective. Uh, they had to travel on donkey. Uh, they had nowhere to stay. Uh, they were greeted not by royalty or dignitaries, but the lowest of the low. And even I was thinking about the Magi. They had to come in and then leave another way to go home because everything was screwed up. Mary and Joseph had to run to Egypt not long after Jesus was born to avoid persecution. Nothing about Christmas went right. So is it possible that this year with nothing going right, we actually might be in a better space to celebrate Christmas? With that in mind, I found this poem that spoke to me very much when I was in college, and I wanted to share it with you before we sing together. It's called That Night. That night when under the Judean skies, the mystic star dispensed its light, a blind man moved in his sleep and dreamed that he had sight. That night when shepherds heard the song of hosts angelic choiring near, a deaf man stirred in slumber's spell and dreamed that he could hear. That night when in the cattle stall slept child and mother cheek by jowl, a cripple turned her twisted limbs and dreamed that she was whole. That night when o'er the newborn babe the tender Mary rose to lean, a loathsome leper smiled in sleep and dreamed that he was clean. That night when to the mother's breast the little king was held secure, a harlot slept a happy sleep and dreamed that she was pure. That night when in the manger lay the sanctified who came to save, a man moved in the sleep of death and dreamed there was no grave. Church, the Lord is moving behind the scenes in ways that we do not understand. Let us rise up from where we are, get your candles ready, let's sing a couple Christmas carols and trust in what he is doing behind the scenes. Amen? Let's sing. above. 
If it's Christmas Eve and you're in your home, the fireplace is, is on. Kids, come and sit with mom and dad. And I'm sure that over the years, you've probably read this passage in your own family. I was first introduced to it when I was six or seven years old, and I had to memorize a portion of Luke chapter 2 for a, for a Christian school program. And so let's transport ourselves back in time. Put yourself in the story. It comes from Luke chapter two, and it goes like this. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went to be taxed, every one to his own city. And so Joseph went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore, King James Version, a.k.a. terribly afraid. And the angel said, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And it came to pass. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. As the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go even to Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to 
us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all that heard it wondered to those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. Thanks, Chad and Erica, for leading us. It's so uh, refreshing to sing some of those favorite Christmas carols. I'm wondering how many of you brought in the Christmas season, even just this past Monday evening, by taking some time to go and see the Christmas 
star. Uh, we had a, a little bit of time carved out uh, between events. And so we took a family hike uh, up to the kind of the highest point that we're familiar with close to our house in Thousand Oaks. And uh, if you're like me, any hike with my kids is always an adventure. About halfway up to the, the summit point where we're gonna see the, the star, I realized that my, or actually my daughters confessed that they weren't wearing glasses or contacts. So I wasn't really sure what the point of going up to see this was, but in that we had all kinds of adventures. We actually crossed paths with an elderly lady that said she was on her first walk since COVID began. And she said, well, it's real fitting that I'm following a star. And so not sure what to do with that, but it was quite the adventure. And in that time of heading up there, I explained to my kids, what a big deal this was, that this hadn't happened for almost 800 years. It last occurred where these planets aligned on March 4th, 1226. Really a cool thing where the two planets, actually the two biggest planets in our solar system, uh, Jupiter and, Mar and Saturn, uh, were aligned in the night sky, making it look like they were actually about to collide with each other doing a little research on that this week, and that was actually just not reality because Jupiter uh, with its four moons is about 500 million miles away from Earth. And uh, Saturn, on the other hand, is about 1 billion miles away. So the little difference in the mileage, only about 500 million miles separating the two, but either way, pretty awesome to see those in the night sky. And when I was reading different articles about it, I was wondering, I'm like, how in the world did they know that the last time that occurred was in 1226? How in the world are they able to look into that? I was doing a little research this week and back in the 1600s, a gentleman by the name of Jonas Kepler discovered that the math that uh, tracks the stars, that they use to track the stars actually works exactly like clockwork. It's very precise and very predictable as to where the stars and planets align and when they are in certain spots of the sky. So they were able back then to, just by crunching numbers, can you imagine trying to do the math on all of that by hand? They were able to get a sense of when these things happen. But present day, fast forward a couple hundred years to the 20th century, 21st century, and we have all of the computer programs and everything that's able to uh, track the stars and planets, and they can move now forward and backward with the entire uh, uh, track of the, of the stars in the solar system and see exactly where things were at at a certain time. So they're able to move the clock backwards to see that it happened in 1226. Well, the cool thing is, is you can actually move the clock even further back and see what was happening at Christ's birth. It wasn't just the two planets. It wasn't just Jupiter and Saturn. Actually, Mars was in the equation as well. So that it was three planets in conjunction together, aligned up to make this unbelievable sight in the sky over Bethlehem. If you think about that with no a light pollution or anything, it would have been an impressive sight to see. That's what caused the three wise men, we don't know if it was exactly three, or caused the wise men to travel 700 miles by camel coming from Iran to Bethlehem to see this sight. 
What would that have been like? Imagine also 700 miles riding on a camel. I was learning a lot about this in a documentary called The Christmas Star. If you're interested, shoot me a message and I can pass that on to you. So cool to see when science aligns perfectly with scripture. Another pretty cool thing you might not have realized was happening that exact same night on Monday. Monday, if you didn't realize, it was also uh, known as the winter solstice, which meaning it was the longest night of the year, the shortest amount of daylight and the longest amount of night, basically the darkest night of 2020. I was thinking about that. I was like, well, that's very fitting for the year 2020 because I associate it and many of us associate it as the darkest nights. A lot of us, when we reflect past on our past years, really 2020 was probably the hardest out of any of them. A lot of us obviously impacted by COVID directly. I know Adrian and I were really, it was really hard for us to hear the news of uh, mentors that we had back in Chicago. And Dave, the husband, passed away in the spring from COVID. And a lot of us have lost uh, loved ones or one we, ones we care about as well. In addition to that, I know we've also dealt with loss of jobs and economy issues. We even captured that in our Thanksgiving issue. Folks, even in our church that have really struggled to make ends meet during this season of loss of employment. It's been tricky. It's been challenging for everyone. Not to mention, in addition to that, even just the general loneliness and separation that so many have felt during this season. I'll be honest, it's been kind of heartbreaking watching my own son do every single day, sitting in the exact same chair, going to the exact same Zoom meetings for school, five days a week. Man, it's tough being separated from your peers during this year. So many dealing with that. If that's not bad enough, I know even people that have struggled more than that. I'll never forget an image of a, of a picture of an elderly woman in a nursing home holding up a sign. The sign read, I would rather die from COVID than from loneliness. Man, it's been a difficult year. Even in this time where we should be gathering around Christmas, singing these carols together, being prohibited from being able to do that this Christmas Eve. It's been difficult. What I found, and maybe you've seen this true in your own life, is that when things seem the darkest is when the light has the potential to seem the brightest. That's really my prayer for us this Christmas. I love how Matthew describes in Matthew 4, 16, Jesus' arrival. He says, the people dwelling in darkness have seen a great light. And for those dwelling in the region in shadow of death, on them, a light has dawned. Love that imagery of light dawning in, light breaking through. And that's exactly what Jesus did, breaking into the darkness with salvation, with rescue. And that changes everything for this world that's destined for failure. Jesus, God in the flesh, coming down from the throne room of heaven, coming as a perfect baby. It's fun being up here, seeing these different babies and celebrating them, even if they are noisy. There's something about a baby that's a beautiful, powerful thing, a picture of God, the magnificent God coming down, living the perfect life. 
interacting as we've been studying the and our, our study this fall, interacting with people, serving people, everyone that he crossed paths with, meeting needs, and then being put on a cruel Roman cross by sinful men. But that didn't hold him. That light broke through on the third day, providing rescue for all who believe, all who place their trust in him. It changes everything about the lens in which we see our circumstances. I had a, a bit of a epiphany on that hike that I described at the beginning. When we were going up there, we kind of had reached the point where it was a beautiful lookout spot looking out. And I was kind of jolted from the serene moment by the sound of my wife's voice. She shouted, here I am, Lord, I'm ready. We all look over and there, here's a, here's a picture of it, Alexa captured on film. There's Adrian standing there with arms extended. You can see the star right above her head. She was convinced this was going to be the Lord's return. And she wanted to make sure that he heard she was there and ready. Because you see, when you're ready, when you recognize what Christmas is all about, it changes everything. It brings the gift of hope. Hope that there's more than this. Hope that we're one day going to be united with Jesus Christ. Hope that there's no more sickness and pain. Hope that this earth will soon be a faint, distant memory. Christmas changes everything, depending on the lens in which we look through. Love Romans 8.18 says, For I consider the suffering of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us because of Jesus Christ. He changes that. So it's only fitting that we end our service here today with a, a chance to light the, the final candle. And this is the Jesus candle. We've celebrated the other ones in weeks going past. I thought it was very fitting that we do that as we light candles and then celebrate in these last couple Christmas carols. So I wanted to pass on to you the invitation. Some of you were able to pick up candles from the church this week. If you weren't able to do that, maybe you could even grab one from your own house to join us in singing these last couple of songs.
Well, folks, Merry Christmas. One more traditional Christmas carol to share with you all. May the Lord bless and keep you and make this Christmas very, very special. We will see you in the new year. Let's sing Joy to the World. Ready? Christmas, everybody. God bless you.